Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Debt mutual funds witnessed a net outflow of rupees thirty-three thousand crore in May, compared with the previous month's net inflow of rupees fifty-five thousand crore. This is likely to be a fallout of the Reserve Bank of India hiking the policy repo rate. Hi, I am Abhinav Kaul, and welcome to another episode of Why Not Mint Money. Today, I have with me Pankaj Pathak. Fund Manager Fixed Income at Quantum AMC and we'll discuss what debt investors should do given rising interest rates. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Uh, hello, Pankaj. Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi, Abhinav. So first of all, take us through the key points from the AMPI data which was released last week in terms of debt investment. I think most of the debt fund categories are still witnessing some withdrawal, so they are putting redemptions in many of the categories. That could be because of low returns, uh, what many of the categories have posted over the last one and a half year. However, if you see uh, overnight and liquid fund, this they have their cyclical trend, and uh, mostly at the quarter end. Uh, we saw large outflows from these categories, particularly from institutional and banks and corporates they put redemption at the quarter end and in subsequent months you see inflows uh, into these categories liquid and overnight funds so that trend followed in, in may also we had inflow in these two categories otherwise most of the bond fund category beats short term even ultra short term i think investors are it seems disappointed with returns and withdrawing money surprisingly we have seen some inflows into longer categories like yield fund maybe uh, some of the investors or we can say even maybe institutional investors corporates who have understanding of the fixed income market maybe after this large jump in bond yields they they are getting attracted to higher accrual on government securities but all in all it seems that net outflows continue uh, in the fixed income space You said about guilt funds. So, could it be investors are jittery in terms of the market, so that they are pushing into these funds? That could be one possibility. But usually, what we see is that when investors move out of equity, uh, they tend to go into some lower duration, so-called safer categories, maybe liquid or ultra short term, those kind of categories. And mostly in the guilt fund, we have seen a lot of tactical activity happening in the past. where uh, some large institution investors put at a time when they see yields are higher and uh, tactically withdraw whenever they see dip in yields so my, my sense is it is more to do with this institutional activity than retail money so the inflation is rising and the rbi is uh, hiking rates to contain it uh, can you please explain how is it impacting bond yields i would say rbi is actually catching up inflation has been rising for quite some time now and we have seen lot of inflationary pressure building up over the last one and a half year and uh, bond market because it can see those pressures immediately factored it in the prices where a uh, bond yields if you see has been rising for last 18 months however the rbi started rate hiking cycle just in the last month so we had 40 basis points hike on 4th of may and then another 50 basis points in in the last policy in june so total 90 basis points however if you look at the bond yields even the two year bond yield has moved up by more than 250 basis points over one and a half year period so bond market has 
already discounted much of the inflationary pressures. However, RBI is now playing catch up. My sense is that probably as RBI hike more, a bond will not be that sensitive to those hikes. We may not see that kind of movement what we have seen in the last one and a half year. There could be range bound bond yields over this period. And this is what we have seen in the past, means every rate hiking cycle, we have seen the similar kind of trend where markets uh, bond yields move up until the first rate hike and they uh, then the, the move become more gradual or range bound in bond yields and RBI just play catch up to market. So uh, that, that trend may follow again. However, there are other risks to keep in mind. Like one, we have big risk from crude oil, which is still hovering around $120 a barrel. There is much higher than what we can tolerate for, for any durable period. Global central banks, uh, especially the US Fed, to say they are turning more and more hawkish in every policy. And that's a big risk. Some point they can spook the global financial markets. So that's another big risk for the debt market and debt investors should keep those risks in mind while investing. Sure. Uh, any yield curve that present opportunities for investors as of now? So we particularly like the, uh, the, the three to five year segment of the bond yield curve. So if you look at the three year bond yield, uh, the government bond yield, that is currently trading around 7%. It has moved up by again, more than 200 basis point moves in, uh, move in the last one and a half year. If you look at the steepness of the yield curve at this segment, the three month treasury bill, which is more linked to RBI's repo rate and the prevailing liquidity situation, that is currently trading close to 5%, while the three-year paper is at 7%. So this is 200 basis point gap between uh, these two. Now, on an average, over the long period of time, we have seen this spread is closer to 50 to 60 basis points. So the spread is much higher than their long-term averages. Some of it is discounting of future rate hikes. Some of it is because of the uncertainty, uncertainty on crude, uncertainty on global monetary policy. But still, we have enough room, enough margin of safety in this segment. Additionally, if we say if any investor willing to buy and hold bond for three year period, we are easily getting 7% on a government bond here. Now, if you compare it with any other fixed income alternative with this kind of liquidity, what we have in debt mutual funds, especially funds with a sovereign orientation, you hardly find this level of yield in any of the fixed income instrument. So this segment looks rewarding. Even at the longer segment, yields have moved up, but uh, I think they will be more sensitive to these external shocks and plus the domestic demand supply situation is not very comfortable. So I, I think we have this critical balance of duration and accrual in the three to five year segment. And uh, even we are kind of positioned there. And uh, now what would be a suggestion to short term and medium term debt investors? So we, we have been advising investors uh, for very long. We had a cautious stance on the market. I think back in August 2020, I wrote a note to investors to tighten the seatbelt. Uh, so that the whole idea was that uh, now rates have bottomed out and probably RBI will be behind the curve. In every rate hiking cycle, all the central banks have been behind the curve. But bond markets will react uh, as soon as rates bottomed out and the uh, accommodation cycle is over. So now since then, we have been very conservative on the debt market and that has been our advice to our investors. Now with this level of repricing, uh, what we have seen in the last, especially in the last to four months we are getting little consecutive in the in the duration segment especially uh, uh, towards the three-year 
uh, government segment so any investors who can investor who can hold say for 2 to 3 year period and can tolerate some bit of volatility uh, because it won't be smooth right uh, there will be volatility in between uh, you may even see a negative return for for short period of time but uh, you have to uh, sit tight and hold for longer period probably uh, you'll get rewarded for uh, for that patience so investors can move to uh, maybe dynamic bond fund with this kind of exposure or short duration fund these categories in a staggered manner while investors who have a shorter holding period and very risk averse can't see these kind of volatility their nav moving up and down probably they should stick to liquid fund or ultra short term uh, these kind of categories even these categories i think they, they uh, tend to gain with rising uh, interest rate because these are the last to respond so as rbi hike rate you see this three month six month one year table rates moving higher uh, return potential on these funds uh, who are investing in these treasury bills or very short term bonds their return potential should improve i think uh, again just to summarize the conservative investors should stick to uh, liquid fund and these categories um, and the investor who can have a longer holding period and some appetite to tolerate volatility can move to now short term or uh, uh, dynamic bond funds. And the last question is how should long term investors place themselves in this market? So even for the long term investor, I think dynamic bond funds are more suitable compared to other long term debt categories. No reason being, crew environment is still highly uncertain. We don't know how things will move. There are a lot of uh, trigger points what we are monitoring. But uh, so just to give an example, uh, like for the U.S. Fed, we have seen U.S. inflation in north of eight percent. Investor community is kind of divided. There is one segment which says that the Fed will break something and they'll reverse the course. They'll not hike at that pace. And there is other community which says that they have to hike much more than what market thinks. And we don't know uh, in which camp we should go. So in this kind of uncertain environment, we wait for uh, some more clarity and then kind of uh, take a call on uh, portfolio allocation. I think dynamic bond funds are have this flexibility to change the portfolio allocation as and when macro environment changes. And that's a big plus point, especially in this kind of environment. Now, imagine if you have put a, you have invested in a very long duration fund and suddenly you realize that, okay, Fed is not stopping. Maybe that time you have to redeem and that will have some tax implication, right? You, if you redeem and put in say short term or ultra short term, readjusting your portfolio. But in case of dynamic bond fund, here the fund manager can take the call and uh, change the portfolio allocation. Uh, you may remain invested as an investor for a, for a longer holding period. And especially in debt fund with the tax incentive, definitely a longer holding period is more rewarding. So uh, I think in this kind of environment, even for long term uh, fixed income investors, uh, dynamic bond funds are better suited. That's it from my side, Pankaj. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you. Thank you, Abhna. That's it for today. If you have any questions, you can write to us at minmoney at the rate If you want me to cover any specific topic, DM me at, at the rate Abhinav call at Twitter. To stay updated on this podcast, follow HD Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariye se. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.